Podcast City Network. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Everett Leeds Show. Do I have everybody's attention now? Woo! Slamming Thursday edition. Everett Lee and the Chris Rose. Let's do this! That's right. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting Everett Lee show. Simon Thursday edition with Everett Lee and the Chris Rose, baby. How are you doing tonight, Chris Rose? Well, 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 let me just tell you how I'm doing tonight. Did you uh, happen to see what I did at KGW this past Saturday night? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I want to say congratulations to the new number one contender for the KGW United States Championship. Can I give you a round of applause, baby? Go right ahead. Give me a round of applause. Man, that was something right there. That was something. I didn't know what was going to happen after watching the highlights and stuff. And even even what you said to uh, Mr. Jeremy Hines there at the with the promo, what you had to say there. Well, a lot of guys in the locker room, you know, they look at a guy like J-Mac. He's a big muscular, rip dude. And let me tell you, they're all scared of him. But when he's in the ring with the Chris Rose, he's nothing to me. I'm smarter, I'm quicker, and I simply get the job done. One, two, three, shoulders to the mat. I didn't even cheat. I did it clean in the middle of the ring. And now I am the number one contender, and I will defeat this rookie, and become a two-time AZW United States champion. Let's give you a round of applause. It's going to happen this Saturday, Williamsburg, Kentucky, National Guard Armory. Come see the man. Come see the best. Come see the baddest man in KZW, the Chris Rose, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If I lived in Kentucky, I'd be right there. I'd be right there in the Chris Rose section. How about that? Mm-hmm. I had to get a drink after that one. What are you drinking tonight? You drinking a little bit of the bubbly tonight? Am I drinking a little bit of the bubbly? Drinking a little bit of the bubbly. Yes, I am. I'm drinking some Red's Apple Ale tonight. As mm. Well, I'm drinking Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. Ooh, yeah. Sounds pretty good, man. McGregor. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good night. I'm ready for uh I'm ready for tonight, man. I'm ready to get going. Talk about the Royal Rumble, talk about Edge. 
I'm ready to get into it, man. Let's get it started. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. I'm I'm excited about getting into getting into talking about this. I will say this though, but um this 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 week has been pretty crazy. I had some time off last week or not last week. I wish I had time off. <laughs> um I'm just I'm always working, always doing something. And I had time off yesterday to prepare for tonight, but I ended up finally watching The Joker. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've never. I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen The Joker yet. If you do see it, don't watch it with kids around. It's not for kids. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> it is not for kids. But I just wanted to throw yeah. that out there. That that's what I watched, and I. Watch some stuff about what we're going to be talking about later with the Rated R Superstar Edge. If you've been living underneath a rock, you've returned this past weekend at the 2020 WWE Royal Rumble. We'll be discussing our results and see if our picks came out as we predicted last week. But let's go ahead and... uh, Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Let's talk about this week's NXT... In AEW, flip that coin, Chris. Oh, there we go. Man, I was uh, I'm slacking again. <laughs> I barely watched the stuff. But let me tell you, uh, you lead us in the right direction. I'll give you my opinion on how it was. And uh, even though I didn't watch it, I'll just, uh, I'll just go with it, man. I'll go with it. All right. Do my thing. I'll look notes up, and uh, we can get it started, man. Okay. Okay. Let me... uh... Oh, great. (laughs) I can't believe I just did that. I pulled up the wrong NXT notes, and uh, I accidentally deleted the... uh, I deleted the name of the file. All I did is go back in the file. (laughs) Now it says in. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I did that. We got to get stupid. <laughs> I deserve that. All right. Let's start off with AEW, man. I was more in tune last night watching AEW than I was NXT. Because when I went back and watched NXT. I thought it was a pretty damn decent, solid show. It was a solid show. AEW actually had the upper hand last night with with a few things, which I thought was great because they are now, I believe, and uh, people can fight me on this, I believe that AEW is now st- starting to find its stitch, if that makes sense. Does not does it not make sense, Chris? If you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I didn't really, you know, get to watch a lot of it, but uh, um, I did watch the main event of AEW, and I like, I mean, I watched some of it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I said, I'll think I was uh, a little busy this week, Oh yeah. I did see a little bit of the main event, and I did like how Darby Allen sold his baby face, I really liked that, I really liked how we, uh, you know, he's going to be a big star in that, in that company. 
He is. And the inner circle working with them, I think that's going to be really good. And, uh, you know, Moxley and Darby Allen, I think, would be a good tag team, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, they they definitely would be. They definitely would be. If they put them together, but, you know, right now what's happening with uh, with John Moxley, he's he's chasing the gold. He's going after the champion, Chris Jericho, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And Yeah, yeah. Jericho is the GOAT. He's the man, and uh, he's never going to lose the AEW World Championship. Not even at... AEW presents Revolution. Jericho will regain his championship mm-hmm. with the Judas Effect. One, two, three, and then the middle of the ring. Yeah, what do you think about the Judas Effect? Is a move that's pretty neat. That this guy for years used. Hmm? No one's going to get up from it. No one is. No one's going to get up. Vicious elbow to the tip of the nose. Gets him out. Yeah. This Jericho's a guy. If you look, if you look at his career, he used the line tamer, the walls of Jericho as his finisher forever. Then he added to it with the line assault. How many he he defeated a lot of people with the line assault. Now he added the Judas effect. Now that that's one thing I give props to Jericho. His finisher was the code breaker as well. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was another one he added. The code breaker and the Judas effect. He also had the, the line tamer was really his finisher before the code breaker. Like he used the line tamer as a... No, the line tamer is the Wall Street. My bad. Yeah, it's... I'm crazy right now. It's okay. You're right, buddy. I'm that's okay that's okay yeah they wcw was lying tamer when he went to wwe they called it the walls of jericho and of course walls of jericho code breaker judas effect now and this guy keeps evolving with the times. That's, that's the thing about him. He keeps innovating himself to the next level. That's why he's the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Right? Yeah, man. He's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the best. And um, When I started watching wrestling again in 2008, like I always say on the podcast, watching uh, Jericho right there, like, I was like, man, this guy is the greatest. And I really did say that at that time. He is. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite from the on. Never stopped being a fan. And I was a fan of him, but he wasn't my favorite when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching wrestling up to 2008 after 2001, so I saw that Jericho with the suit and tie. I was like, that's man. And he, he was my favorite till now. Mm-hmm. Since 2008. And, uh, 12 years. Yeah. He's the best. He's the best at what he does. That's why he's champion. And, yeah, Darby Allen's going to, I agree with you with Darby Allen. Love love the love the guy or hate him. He's going to come into his own and become a big star in AEW. And AEW is building, they're building talent. They're building 
superstars for years to come. Because when you look back, because when you're going to look at AEW, and when you look back in the past, like, five, ten years from now, you're going to remember Darby Allen at, there at the beginning, MJF there at the beginning, Chris Jericho there at the beginning, Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. The list goes on and on, all these people that were there at the beginning, five, ten years ago, when you look back at it. But, yeah, it was a great, great main event. Great main event. I loved it. Darby Allen, par- Private Party. I've said this a lot before on the show. My favorite tag team in AEW right there. And seeing him with Darby Allen, that's a triple threat waiting to happen, man. I mean, that's if they if they introduced a six man tag, if they introduced a six man belt, that would be the team right there to go after it. Number one contenders right there. Right there. Yeah, but, man, private parties are really good. Tag team in AEW. They have a great the, the tag team finish with the uh, Urkarana into the RKO. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I, I love it myself. I love it myself. The rest of the card was pretty good. I mean, John Moxley opened up the open it up. He has that eye patch he got from last week. And he ended up calling out Jericho, and it became a five-on-one situation to a ten-on-one situation mugging. He didn't care, so he went after went after him, and things got heated. And afterwards, you know, Jer- Moxley wants Jericho. He wants that title. He wants that title. And I'm at the point where I believe. Moxley's going to get the title. He's going to get it, and he's going to run with it. He's going to get it. And it's that no. close to me to to say that. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. It's been, uh, I mean, that's one of my favorite uh Huge in the company right now, Jericho and Moxley. They've done really well with it. I uh, can't wait to see what happens at a revolution with these two. So yes. it's going the, to uh, be a main event classic for uh, AEW. It's going to be a really good, uh, really good show, really good match. I'm going to enjoy it. Definitely, definitely, definitely going to enjoy that. Young Bucks had a tag match against the Butcher and the Blade. With the bunny by ringside. The Young Bucks defeated the Butcher and the Blade. And the bunny at ringside. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. It just sounds so good when it rolls off. But I like the video package. They showed a video package of MJF with Wardlow going in to the Butcher. Handing him an envelope. It had Young Bucks on it. You open it up. It had money in it. MJF on commentary. Honestly, I got to say, this guy... On commentary, sounds great. He sounds fantastic. If if MJF ever gets hurt and it needs something for him to do to stay relevant and stay fresh with the fans, put his ass on commentary. End of question right there. His commentary sounded great. He, he has the voice for it, for doing commentary. But 
If that ever happens, put his ass on commentary, please, because this guy can stay relevant. He can he can play that he can be that really good heel commentary. And I joined him on the remarks and everything he's he was saying why he was on commentary there. I loved it. I loved it, and it was great. It just added to the match. That's what it did. It's definitely what it did. Nyla Rose went up against Big Soul Swole, and Nyla took her to the limit, or Swole took her to the limit, but Nyla came out on top, and he she squashed Big Swole. And the next match, I mean, well, let me back up just a hair a bit. Nyla, they need to they need to keep they need to bring her out more. They need to bring her out and have her go up against opponents and just they need to build her more because I that's the person I want to see be the AEW women's champion. How do you feel about Nyla Rose being AEW women's champion? Would that be your pick for someone with dominance? I think that she should have won it on the opening uh, uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite, AEW. I think that she should have won it the very first episode they debuted on TNG uh, with Riho and uh, Nyla Rose. Um, Nyla Rose should have won the championship there. Uh, Nyla Rose is a, would make a better champion, and it's um, crazy that you know, Rio beat Nyla at the uh, size advantage. Insane. Right. Yeah. I think Nyla Rose uh, deserves to win the uh, AEW Women's Championship and change the women's division up because it ain't been the, the best. The women's division in AEW is very hard to watch for me. It's kind of starting to turn me away from watching like a full show because I really don't want to watch them. Mm-hmm. It's not been it's not been very good. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully Nyla Rose changes that and becomes champion because right. you know, Rio is good for a little while, but I think, you know, it's just kinda of ridiculous at this point. I think Nyla Rose needs to win, become champion and change things and shake things up a bit. I agree with you. I I agree agree with you right there. Nyla Rose should become champion and shake things up because that's that's what needs to be done. That's definitely what needs to be done. And yeah, she should have won the championship at the opening of Dynamite. She should have. She should have went to her and not Rio. But they decided to go at Rio, and she was absent this week. If you noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> she was absent, you know. But the match I was looking for forward to after this was Cody with the Enforcer Double A going up against Kip Saban with Penelope Ford. You notice we're starting to see more Penelope Ford now, and that's a smart move. She's a good-looking woman that needs uh, TV time, and she's uh, pretty good at what she does. Um, and a love triangle right now, so it's huh. going to be interesting. She, her, she she needs to be on TV. They need to, you know, all the good-looking women they have signed. Is, 
that's what brings uh, viewers. The thing about WWE, WWE's women are good looking and they can wrestle their ass off. Exactly. And that's what shows. Exactly. I'm right there with you. I am definitely right there right there with you. They I don't know why WWE passed up on Penelope Ford. They passed up on her. You know she went to the performance center and had a tryout. And they passed up on her. Have you looked at her matches on YouTube? I've looked up a few of her matches. Great, great talent. Great in ring talent. And they passed her up after having a tryout. They didn't pick her. But I like her and Kip Saban. Kip Saban, man. If you remember on the opening episode of AEW Dynamite, that um, it was Cody versus Kip Saban. They opened up uh, the first episode and the first first match on AEW Dynamite. Did they not? Um, no, it was uh, Cody and Sammy Guevara. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> I'm impressed with the guy. I'm impressed with him. And like you said, the love trial with uh, Joey Janela and Penelope Ford, that's Penelope's ex. And the love triangle right there, I think, is going to be interesting how that plays into it because he's going to be popping up like he did in the audience when Penelope and Kip shared a uh, couple times, shared a kiss. Oh, how sweet. And then they went to do it again, and Joey stuck his head up through the crowd there, and they both kissed his cheeks there. That was just hilarious. I lost my I lost my shit, man, <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> it was... Uh, AEW's first double or nothing, they had uh, Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian as the first match mm-hmm. of the very first show. Okay. That's probably what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. The Reds is talking. <laughs> it's talking to me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me, Chris. Nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I'm fine. I figured. Checking on you, man. <laughs> I know. Are you being fickle with me? Fickle, fickle, fickle. It sounds like it. But I, I forgive you because I'm in the presence of the number one contender for the KZW United States Championship. So I'm picking on you too, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of people talking behind my back. Like, how's Chris going to beat this guy? Yeah. What does the Chris have to offer? And look what I did Saturday. I went in there. Got the job done like I always do. Yeah. yeah you look around on that roster, no one deserves the uh, United States Championship more than me. I mean, we got to have someone representing America. Yeah. No one there deserves to represent America except the Chris Russ. That's right. And crazy, man. It's crazy. But don't worry. This weekend. I will take back what's mine, and I will be victorious, and I will uh, take over America once again and be the United States champion. Nice. I love it. I love it. I definitely love it. Britt Baker comes out. I guess they're they're, they're taking Britt Baker now, Chris, and putting her in that heel role. 
because no one likes her. They're booing her and everything. She calls out poor JR and attacks his barbecue sauce. What the hell, man? What the hell? It, it just it got me. Oh. Well, they're obviously trying something with her because her as um, she's a beautiful lady that has a uh, baby face that did not click because she couldn't, you know, uh, I don't think she has the wrestling skill like the other ones do. Like, she's not like a uh, freaking Becky Lynch baby face. I mean, she can't work like Becky Lynch. But she right. does have a look like Becky Lynch. That's what that's what helps her. And if you switch her to uh, a person like me, Chris Rose, a heel, you uh, get more out of her because she can't do the stuff like Becky Lynch. But she has that heel personality and the good looks she can throw in your face to make it pretty good. So hopefully, we see uh, a better side of Britt Baker because she does have a. Uh, a good look. She's a really good looking woman and she needs to be on television like Penelope Ford like we was talking about. Exactly. But yeah, having a different baker would be awesome and I'm happy to see where it goes. I am too. I am too. I exactly just like you said it right there. Seeing more Penelope Ford and more Britt Baker and them developing this persona and stuff. I feel they got more female heels in AEW than they do faces. I do. I do. I, I feel I feel they have that. It's more of a heel town than it is a face town. If you look at it that way. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. Do I see a lot of faces? Hell no. I see a lot of heels. And that's just how it is. It may it may change. But besides that, it just kinda got me there as Britt Baker calling out Jim Ross. Leave Jim Ross alone, man. The only person that could call Jim Ross out and mess with him, his name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He can he can do whatever he wants, son. That's how I feel about it. But besides that, SCU defeats Ang- Angelico and Jack Evans right there. SCU came out wearing the Kobe Bryant jerseys, which I thought was a nice take. I love that because I I do want to touch on this. This past weekend, Kobe Bryant shockingly shocked the world when he passed away and was killed in a helicopter crash. SCU came out sporting the Laker jerseys in honor of Kobe Bryant, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, man, that 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 hit us, man. Um, me and my brother was sitting in my house and you know playing some uh, Madden, and one of our friends came by and and told us, and it hit me hard, man, because I, I was an athlete young growing up watching Kobe Bryant. I watched all all of it, man, his whole career, and I had his very first shoes he came out with. I played rec league basketball with him. I was very fortunate by my loving family to have that that those his very first pair of shoes. And man, I wish I still had them though. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's crazy. It still is crazy. 
one of the best ever. Just to, it, it didn't seem real to me, man. It was just one of those deaths that you're like, come on, man, this guy, really? And his daughter and seven other people. And um, honestly, God, I don't remember, you know, them on the news. I really haven't looked too much into it. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe it, man. I still can't believe that he's gone. Me neither. I, I mean, I, I still can't believe it. I haven't looked at any videos. I haven't looked at any news. I just know that my mindset is I'm still shocked and still insane that a guy like this is gone. And uh, after all, I mean, he scored like 64 points in his last game or 60 or 61 or something like that. Yeah. And he, and there was actually a petition to change the logo from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant, but it got denied. But I mean, I understand why. I mean, that the NBA logo has been around for a long time, but it would have been nice to see a Kobe Bryant one. But I, you know, I understand what they're what they're doing. But yeah, yeah, this took everyone by. And SGU paying tribute is cool, and. I also have an announcement. I will be wearing my Kobe Bryant jersey because he was a big impact on my basketball and when I played basketball growing up. I really uh, looked up to Kobe Bryant and uh, really respected the way he played the game of basketball. Watching him and Kobe and Shaq win NBA championships together was really fun for me. Nice, nice. I like that. I like that. You're gonna pay tribute to Kobe Bryant at the next. And I, I had to take a breather. I wasn't. I mean, it was. I wasn't done. But he was fun. He was fun to watch. And you know, rest in peace, Kobe, and to everyone involved in the tragedy. It was a bad. It was bad. And but him and everybody else was in a better place now. And I hope. We can all move on from this, and best wishes to the Bryant family. Yes, definitely, definitely. Our condolences go out to the family in the accident, and we will miss everyone that was in that accident. But I like you you're going to pay tribute to Kobe Bryant at the next KCW show wearing yeah. jersey. That's that's amazing. And th- I, I like this, how SCU came out and did this. Yeah, I will uh, share the jersey on Facebook tomorrow to show you what it looks like. It, it pays tribute to Kobe Bryant. It's a tribute jersey. And uh, I will be wearing it in my entrance when I defeat Jay Mack this weekend in Williamsburg, Kentucky, I will be wearing his jersey in my entrance. Pay tribute to one of the greatest of all time, Kobe Bryant. I love it. I love it. I definitely love it, man. That that's that that is awesome. That's amazing. I definitely love that. Pretty much AEW, that's pretty much all we covered right there. 
that's pretty much all that happened this week. Moxley, he came back out at the end of the program, and he went after Jericho again. Moxley's going to be chasing that title there. He definitely is going to be chasing that title. AEW had some moments last night, which I liked. It seemed like they had something up more than what NXT had going on. NXT last night was a pretty damn good solid show. I'm going to switch gears and talk about what happened with NXT. NXT was pretty good. They had the final match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And the sort of contract signing with Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa over for TakeOver Portland. If I believe I'm saying that right. At the next TakeOver event. I think it was not Portland or Oregon. I don't know. It's one, the next one that's coming up. I'll have to look at it. But I want to say that Finn Balor, he defeated Trent Seven. And what a hell, hell of a match there. Finn Balor looks like he's converting back to his Prince uh, name, his Prince title, because on the logo it had Prince Balor. So I think he's doing a combination of both right there, which I think is really great. And it's something new and yeah. fresh for the character, putting two personas into one. Are they going to change his name to Prince Ballard? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if no, he that did. would be. That would be cool. Wouldn't and that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a pretty good name. Prince Balor. I like it. It has a nice ring to it. it has a nice ring to it. Why not, man? We had Prince Albert <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Prince Balor. Yeah. Yeah, we had Prince go. Yeah, we had Prince Balor. What what would be bad is if he get if he gets sent back to Raw or SmackDown, you know, McMahon's gonna be like <laughs> Vince is gonna be like like Finn Let's just call you Balor. Would he not? Oh yeah. <laughs> if you remember he he don't like people with first and last names, depending on who it is. You had Alexandra Rusev. Alexander Rusev. Pretty good. No. Oh, it was, uh, Al- yeah, and uh, Antonio Cesaro, uh, Andrade Sciamma. It was something Sciamma. Almas. Andrade Sciamma. It yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Some people, he just likes to shorten it. Um, and then Mustafa the guys from heavy, heavy, um, heavy Machinery used to have two names. They just have one now. Yeah. Tucker Knight um, and Otis. What? Otis? I don't know. I don't remember, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's just um, how Vince is. If he'll, he'll make... He'll uh, create the superstar. He'll bring him out there, and he'll reinvent him right when he walks through the curtain if he wants to. That's what the boss does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he don't like it that night, he'll change it. And, you know, 
some of them the Shelton, some of them it isn't. But got to go with what the boss says, pal. Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely got to go with the boss says. <laughs> Balor was strong in this match against Trent. I like Trent. I like watching him in the NXT UK programming. He's really good talent over there, and then him coming in and just he he got defeated by Balor and uh, Balor. The match came about because Trent said something about him, and he didn't like him getting his business, so he took him out. That was pretty much it. Now this next match, I've seen this person pop up on Instagram quite a bit, and I'm trying to remember who she was, and then it, boom, it just hit me. I was like, okay, I remember seeing her, but I will say this. Uh, she was on the American Ninja show. You ever seen that, where the American Ninja, where they do the obstacle course, and they get through it the quickest? She was on there. I'm talking about Diana, uh, Diana, per... I don't even know how the hell this is. Yeah, Deanna. Yeah, Deanna Perrazzo. She yeah. was on Raw weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I forgot who she Yeah, I think it was Charlotte Flair. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte took her. Charlotte beat her down. Or, or she had a match against but, her. But, hey, I don't know where my... Uh, podcast book is from the very first podcast we've ever done. I think it's gone from my recent um, I can't go back and look up my previous notes. But, uh, but you get some notes on her, right? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was against Charlotte Flair. That's where that notebook would come in handy right now. As me go look, looking back into the archives. But um, I'm sure this is a, I mean, was it a pretty quick match, or was it a... I mean, because I, I didn't watch this one, but uh, both women have a good upside from what I have seen of them. Um, building momentum in the uh, women's division of NXT. NXT has a good women's division. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, it wasn't Charlotte Flair. It was Asuka. Asuka. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Asuka. I just pulled it up. Asuka is the one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the For some reason, I thought it was Charlotte. I did, too. But, uh, yeah. Nope. Okay. It, right. it was on the December 16th. Uh, December 16th or 17th. I can't remember which one. Raw. Right there. That's uh, yeah. when, uh, when, when that happened right there. Now I I do gotta say that I do gotta say that she had a had her match against uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Now I'm not feeling Shotzi. I know she was big in the on the indie scene, which is great up in Indiana. They called her Daddy. I don't get that because to me the like who's your daddy or daddy that. They have worn that out of context. Okay, they've worn that out of context. You call so you call a girl daddy, and just I I am sick of hearing hearing daddy. 
like, oh, daddy, daddy's home. Just yeah. it reminds you of Lester. Bad, it reminds you of Lester, the child molester, showing up and be like, daddy's home. It's like, get the, get the hell off my doorstep. <laughs> just sorry, man. Yeah, that's just, that's just you know, the, in, the independent wrestlers bringing their fan base to whatever company they go to. Yeah. Yes, he was a well-known independent player, and it is different. Um, it is, and I haven't seen much, though, of her, but it is different. The NXT crowd is different, man. It's different, but, um, it, mm-hmm. yeah, I do enjoy it, man. I do, too. I do, too. But I, I just, it just... I'm not too pulled into what she does. I, it's just I, I'm not feeling it yet. You, you know, you know where I'm going with this. You know when a new wrestler shows up and you're watching them and they're for like a few weeks. You just you're not feeling anything yet from that wrestler. Does that not make sense? I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do. It just, I'm not feeling it. Yet. But she went up against uh, Deanna, and it was a pretty good match. She, Shotzi came rolling out in the uh, little mini tank, and I think that was a pun to uh, Sammy Guevara in, invading the outside the arena there at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> what do you think about that? Crazy, man. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, just crazy. <laughs> but I just, yeah, with with it when it comes to Shotzi, I'm not really feeling it, though. But, I mean, it was a pretty good match. I mean, I did, there was a couple moves where I said to myself, like, wow, that was pretty damn good. She came off the top rope on Deanna with a, with a senton. Off the top, off the top turnbuckle, I thought was I thought that was really great. That really, really did it for me there. I was like, all right, I was like, good move, good move. But it's just I'm not, I'm not feeling it yet. I'm gonna have to wait and see more of her, what she does, because I know she's new on the scene, and the more I see her, it, it she'll grow. It's that's happened with wrestlers before. I see them. I'm watching them, and as time goes on, at the beginning, I I say to myself, no, no, but then after seeing them and what they're doing and what they're doing, then they start building that momentum, and then they do something, and I'm just waiting for that moment for her to do something to be like, there it is, and I say, I like, I like what she's doing. I mean, I do like what she's doing, but I'm just waiting for that moment. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense, man. You gotta wait for the uh, right moment. Yeah. You yeah. Do. Yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that moment to happen, and I know it's gonna happen. So from here on out, I'm gonna continue to watch her when she's on TV and see if she pulls. I wait for her to pull out that move that you're like, oh my god! And then the fall, and then the next day, 
I'm like texting you like, dude, did you see NXT last night? You see what shots he did? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, man. Or no, what'd she do? I missed it. It's just to have that conversation. I'm just waiting for that. I'm waiting for to have that moment where it's going to take some time. I'm sure that I'm sure that NXT will come up with something. They've done a very uh, good job in the women's division yes. so far. And I'll, uh, they'll, they'll uh, get it up to your cup of tea there, Everett. Yeah. <laughs> they'll get it there. I'm too old school. I was told that the other day. I was talking about wrestling the other day, and they said, What? I said, I said, yeah, talking about this and that, and this, and, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I guess I'm too damn old now. <laughs> but that's just me. That's just me. That's just Everett Lee. That's all. That's all. But Keith Lee is the North American champion, and we basked in his glory when he came out. And of course, Damian Priest comes out. And Damian Priest wants a shot. I like Damian Priest, how he talks and his uh, his uh, demeanor is when he comes out. It's just, just he, he looks at Keith Lee. You have that title. I want that title. Just that voice. It, just, it, it makes you, it makes you take notice. You hear when you hear people talk, certain people talk in a tone and the way they stand and look. It makes me notice that this guy's serious. This guy don't get that belt right now from you. He's gonna whip you all over the ring, and he's gonna and he's gonna pry it from your hands and walk off with it. That's how I feel about Damian Priest, and he wants a shot at the belt. Uh, Dominic. Dijakovic comes out and he wants a shot. And what I like is, which I thought was hilarious, man, was the fact that he told he told Keith Lee that he deserves a shot before this uh, this uh, <laughs> just just laughing at what he called he called Damian Priest a uh, <laughs> a Marilyn Manson a Marilyn Manson wannabe. Or, or something like that. It was just so hilarious how he said that the crowd got was laughing about it. So they had a match. They did. They had a match against each other because it ended up in a brawl, and they had a match. And Dominic Dijakovic defeated Damian Priest. I don't know if this is going to lead to a number of contenders match, or if this was one to go up against Keith Lee for his North American Championship. However, I would not be shocked if they put all three of these contenders in the ring at the same time for the North American Championship. You put in Keith Lee defending North American Championship against Damian Priest and Dominic Dijakovic. I would not be surprised. Would you not be, Chris? Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, um... Damian Priest would be a great match. That would be that'd be a good three big guys going at it. That'd be a fun match to see. And you know, I, I got really pumped up, uh, and we'll talk about this later on in the show. 
when Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar got eye to eye in the Rumble. I really enjoyed that. I really oh. enjoyed that competition. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Unmatched to see. Keith Lee, man, like I've said before on this podcast, he is the star in NXT now, and it was previously Adam Cole. But I think Keith Lee has taken over that star power that Adam Cole had. Adam Cole still has it. Undisputed Era still has it. But I think Keith Lee has took over the, the star of NXT. I really do. I believe it. And, um... Yeah, he was referring to the triple threat match. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see. It is. It is. I believe. I believe that it. If they if they do a triple threat match, it's going to be great because you know Keith Lee is going to bring it. You know all three competitors are going to bring it because they're they're best. They're really good, and it seemed like the crowd was behind uh, Dominic a lot. The crowd's starting to get behind this guy, and I think that's great that they're starting to get behind this guy. And they want to see they want to see what he, else he does. If it's going up against the North American Championship or whatever, I believe they're filling this guy, and I'm happy they are. I'm definitely happy. And speaking of championships, Tabasca pulled out a I don't know steel pipe. He he took he took basically. He he pulled a a, Ray Myst- a page out of Rey Mysterio's book. If you remember, right around the Survivor Series, remember what Rey Mysterio did with the lead pipe. That's basically what that's basically what he did, and he took out the <laughs> he took out the undisputed error. He took out Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong, and he comes to the because they show a camera and it shows them all three knocked out. People come out there to check on him, find out, what, I mean, try to handle the situation. Chris, Tomaska's walking to the ring. He p- picks the table up and he takes it to the ring. He slides it in there. He folds the table and puts it right in the middle of the ring with a pin on the table. And then he spray paints a yellow X in the middle of the table. Adam Cole shows him showing up, seeing his undisputed error taken out. So he comes to the ring, and he's at the ramp hollering at Tomaska. Tomaska says, Goldie's coming home with me at TakeOver. And Adam signs a contract because Mr. Regal, the general manager, comes out. And he signs a contract, and he gets in the ring, and he shouldn't have gotten the ring, which Tomaska warned him, you need to get in this ring. And he did because he told him, if you get in this ring, I'll put you through the table. And Adam didn't listen because his ego got away and he got up in the ring and he got his butt kicked and he got put through a damn table. <laughs> and then Tomaska opened himself up bleeding and he looked down at the championship and he championship and he bled, blood coming from his forehead covered the uh, NXT championship. <laughs> so he's damn serious at getting that belt. You think... They're going to let him get that championship back, the one he did not lose? Or do you think Adam Cole is going to hold on to it? Because I hear a certain roster or one roster is wanting the Undisputed Error. And I'm not talking about NXT wanting the Undisputed Error. 
talk about the other two brands. Let me tell you, I don't see the Undisputed Era leaving NXT anytime soon. Um, that's going to be later on down the road. They're going to save that for another time. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole. Man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good match, and I would love to see Tommaso Ciampa regain his NXT Championship that he that he did not lose because of a horrific injury. Now he's back, and he's been better than ever. And I would love to see him regain the championship. But I think Adam Cole will be champion and will retain the, the championship. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe after Mania. After Mania, when they hit the reset button for everything to go on for the whole year, they'll probably pull on a disputed error from NXT and put them on Raw or SmackDown. We don't know. We don't know. But I'm... Looking forward to see what the future brings for Undisputed Error. Tegan Knox. You know the you're familiar with the story. Tegan Knox getting her butt kicked at War yep. Games by her former tag team partner Dakota Kai. Well, Tegan Knox got some retribution because she went up against her former tag team partner and she was focused. She's badass. I'll tell you what. Have you, Chris? Have you ever seen a woman in the ring pull off a releasing German suplex like gracefully? Have you ever seen that? Not that I can think of. And I really wish I would have watched this match because yes, I really enjoyed these two women. And, man, I remember, man, that NXT pay-per-view war games. I ordered um, some uh, Mexican food. Hub. It got delivered here. Right when I picked it up from the delivery guy, I was so hungry. Sat down on my couch. Within the first bite, I saw the heel turn. And it was it was awesome, man. I love how they did that. And, uh-huh. and Dakota Kai was kind of stale as a, a baby face. And we can all admit that. I'm sure you would, too. Yes. But the change in character really brought out a really good good out of her, just like Bailey when Bailey turned and um, popped the Bailey, bu- Bailey buddies as they was floating. She popped them all and that solidified her as a top heel, just like Dakota Kai, because a lot of people compare those two. That's why I was making the comparison. It took their uh, careers to a different stratosphere and got them to different a different level than they are. Exactly. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I didn't see the match. But I'm just going to give you my take on both women. They are stars in this business, and they were going to be stars in the future. And I really enjoyed Tegan Knox and Nakota Kai. They both have very good looks, and they can wrestle. And they have a story behind them right now, and it's going to work out. And I, I really enjoyed this, though. I mean, I've got everything calmed down here, and I can watch some wrestling next week and be bit. Better prepared for the podcast. <laughs> but um, I'm just, I testimony on both women. They are really great. 
and they have played this story very well. And Tegan Knox is a beast, and she is a very good, very good performer wrestler. Yes. Yes, Tegan Knox. I I like I like what she does. She does she does a release in German suplex so damn good, and she was so focused and determined in this match. And she she beat Dakota Kai, and the way they finished this, Dakota Kai took a chair and was about to use it, and Candice LeRae stepped in and took it from her, and she was about to use it on her while they were distracted outside the ring there. Okay, she's about to use it, and uh, Dakota Kai got back in the ring. And when she got back in the ring, the ref was talking to Candace, trying to get her out of there. She took that leg brace, and she knocked the crap out of Dakota Kai with it. And threw it out the ring, one, two, three. And she gets a retribution, but it's not over. It is not over until the fat lady sings, as they, they would say. It's not over. They're going to keep going with this story for quite a while. Caden Carter went up against Chelsea Green. So this would be Chelsea Green's first in-ring debut match on NXT TV. And she got defeated by Caden Carter. (laughs) She got defeated in a debut match? Yeah. Yeah, she got defeated. Ever you had me at that point, man. I was kicked back and rela- and relaxed, getting ready to talk about how good this Chelsea Green debut on NXT was last week. Then she lost debut match. What yes, she did. I, I I I am not shitting you. I am not shitting you. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. <laughs> it looked like she. Uh... It looks like I got attacked by gonorrhea. I'm serious, man. She she lost in her debut match against Caden uh, Caden Carter right there on uh, NXT TV. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what? it. It was like one, two, three, and Caden pinned, and it was like ding, 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 and you're like, oh. um, yeah, man. small package roller. The manager of Chelsea Green is, uh, what's his name? Robbie E. Uh, from Impact. Robert, Robert Stone. What's his name? Robert Stone. Robert Stone? Yeah, Robert Stone. Formerly known as Robbie yeah, E. Yeah, he's definitely a uh, knockoff Tony Khan. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's basically what they're what they're doing there. There there's so many puns to AEW, it's ridiculous right now in NXT. But even even on the main roster, where MJF threw in the towel for Cody against his match against Jericho, what did WWE do? They did the thing with Dominic throwing in the towel for for his dad, Rey Mysterio, when he went up against the Beast, Brock Lesnar. So there's so many that was, puns. That was a qualification match, and yeah, Dominique tried to help his father win. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I would have really liked to see Dominic in the Royal Rumble. That was one of my uh, predictions with my um, my brother and one of my friends. Um, <laughs> that was one of my predictions, man. I was wanting to see Dominic yeah. be a surprise entrance. I thought that would have been cool. 
That would have been cool. That that definitely would have been cool. It definitely would have been cool though. But um yeah, I'm sorry, man. Chelsea Green lost in her debut match on NXT TV against Caden Carter. Caden Carter, there's she she uh if I have to pick a person right now on NXT on the women's division, I would say they have a they're having a slow burn, which means they're building Caden Caden Carter. Caden Carter. She's having yeah, a really. What's that? I got I, I gotta look this person up because um she has the I've uh, never heard she's African American and she has the uh blonde dreads. You know what I'm talking about now. Oh yes, yes, I did. I saw the highlights of the uh, quick roll up. Yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I've seen her before. I just don't like when she started wrestling a lot on TVs. When I went through my uh, time off the podcast, like all my stuff I've been going through. But yeah, I do know this person now. I do know this performer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I did, I did see the highlight of the roll up. Tell me. Yeah, it's crazy. Chelsea. They're, they're going to build Chelsea Green as a top heel, even though she lost her first match. They're yeah. going to build her as a top. Because they are. She will get a victory one. It'll be a big one. They're just making everybody wait right now. Right. Right. Tell me, what's what's worse? What's the worst thing to happen to you in the in the ring to have a finish like small package? Because <laughs> it's so bad. It's like it's like a di- to me seeing someone roll up in a small package and just uh, you know. <laughs> And then when they roll out, they're like, what happened? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Just, <laughs> I just I love that. Let me tell you what happened to the Chris Rose. Okay. One, the one that sticks out to me was when I lost the KZW Heavyweight Championship. The Chris Rose had it in the bag. He had victory. Getting ready to deliver uh-huh. the, the uh, stunner and uh, retain my United States Championship, but somebody by the name of Larry McCoy <laughs> distracted me and came out there because I beat him the week before, and I turn around and I took my eye off the prize and got defeated by a roll up. Oh wow! I know it sucked. Does suck. I lost my United States Championship on a seven-month run by a fucking roll-up. Ha ha ha! It's happening. Not funny. Do not laugh. I have to live with that the rest of my life. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. funny. Laugh up, brother. Laugh it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, all right. Are you just going to sit there and just... Bitching and moaning and bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching. Are you bitching? I'm sorry. I had perfect opportunity. Perfect 
opportunist. Just well, like... Listen now, Everett. I'm not drinking reds that little. I'm drinking whiskey, so be careful. <laughs> be careful, pal. Okay. You said you're drinking whiskey? Oh, yeah. If I lived right next to you, door to you, and when you said, hey, Everett, I'm drinking whiskey, this would be my response. I'm coming! <laughs> Everett, when are we going to have a whiskey to we will when I come up to Kentucky next time. When I when I come to Tennessee, we'll it'll be in twenty twenty, sometime in twenty twenty. We'll 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 slap it on Instagram and we'll slap it on Facebook. We'll get it out there and just hold in a whiskey. Together in the same room. That would be something. That'd be something right there, being in the same room. Hell yeah. We'll we'll friggin' do it, man. We'll freaking do it. We'll have a whiskey sometime in 2020 together. Number 12. Hey, Conor McGregor's whiskey, he uh, distributed, is great. It's very smooth, and I recommend it to anybody who loves whiskey, the Irish whiskey. Number 12 is a really smooth and a really great. Actually, I'm going to uh, advertise with that right on the podcast tonight because it's, it, it's really good, man. I'm going to have to try it. some. Enjoy the chance. I'm definitely going to have to try some, man. I love it. Love it. <laughs> last match. Dude, Chris Rose, the last match here of NXT. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Final Match. You had the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, yeah. going up the Grizzly Young Veterans for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I I lost count of how many false finishes there were in this match, but I will say this. I will say this. Let me adjust the mic here because it's about the shit's about to get serious here. Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle wrestled one hell of a match. It almost seemed like that these guys were been wrestling and tagging for years. Really, really great. And they were almost like the odd couple of tag team wrestling. Because Matt Riddle, how he is like, hey bro, what's up, man? And then Pete Dunn just I'm gonna bruise your weight. I'm gonna break your legs. It just it it fit so well. They did so well together. They it just yeah. worked. It worked. And you've seen this because there was times where I thought, damn, grizzly young veterans are gonna win this shit. They're gonna win this. And then there was times where, damn, Matt Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn are gonna win this. And it came down to the end where Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn beat them. And they've become the new Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Champions for 2020. So congratulations to Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn for winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Let's get a round of applause for that. What are your thoughts on them winning the tag team classics? 
you know, I like odd couple tag teams. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. Yes. You got two legit guys who can fight, but with different personalities. You know, uh, Matt Riddle's the outgoing stoner type character, you know? Always happy, always flamboyant, always in a good mood. Then you've got Pete Dunn, who's supposed to kick ass because he's the bruiserweight. Odd couples make really good tag teams. Yeah. Rock and Sock Connection. Exactly. Jarrah Show. Big Show and Chris Jericho. Miss Show. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a lot of good odd couple tag teams. Yoko Zuno. Bruiserweight. Owen Hart. Team Helena. Daniel Bryan and Kane. Yeah. Was a good tag team. Booker T. Goldust. Booker T. Uh, the Awesome Truth. I mean, a lot of odd couple tag teams are successful. I think the Bruiserweight and uh, the bro, Matt Riddle, will do good things in NXT. And I'm glad they won the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I'll, I will go back and watch the match, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I haven't, but I do know, and I have seen these guys tag in the past, and I really enjoy it. If you remember last year, do you remember last year's uh, Dusty Road Tag Team Classic? Do you, you remember that last year? No, I don't, <laughs> to be well, honest with you. Pete Dunne was in it last year, but he had Roderick Strong with him. But here's the kicker. Roderick Strong turned on Pete Dunne in the middle of one of the, during the, one of their matches, which caused him to be eliminated. Yeah. So, pretty, pretty unusual how that happened to him last. I, I do, I do remember when Roderick Strong first came to NXT. He was a babyface, and he did go. He, he did team with Pete Dunn. I do remember mm-hmm. the heel turn and all that. When yeah, he joined the Undisputed Era. But yeah, right there. I just can't the remember the tag. Per se, I can't remember. All of that. Yeah, he helped Undisputed Undisputed Era win. Okay. That's when he joined them right there, and he turned on Pete Dunn, and that's when they had their feud and stuff. But you know what? This year made up for that because he went all the way with Matt Riddle, and they won the Tag Team Classic. So congratulations to them. All in all, this week, Chris, NXT had a pretty damn good solid show from what what we discussed AEW still won in the ratings last night because of they had more of a again more of a to him and I'm gonna have to give to AEW this week for what they've done and NXT solid rest if you're looking for wrestling last night NXT if you're looking for story AEW and AEW just did it. They trailed. They're trailing ahead in the ratings against NXT. Like it or not. But NXT will come back during a week and have something a little bit more extra than what AEW has. So I'm going to leave it as that for right now. going to talk about what happened on this day in wrestling real quick here. 
before I go to a break. Let me pull this up here. You're going to like this, okay? This is what happened on this day in wrestling. WCW presents Clash of Champions, uh, whatever number it is there. Dixie Dynamite from the Georgia Mountain Center in Gainesville, Georgia. It basically was the first Clash of Champions event that was produced solely by WCW. It was also noted for the return of Death of Rose, the Amaka Dream, baby. Coming back to WCW after spending the last two years with WWE. Are you familiar with Clash of Champions? I used to watch this on Saturday nights back in the day with my father and my brother, Clash of Champions. I remember it used to come on TBS at like 6.05 p.m. or 8.05 p.m., something like that. You know, they, they had that weird time, you know, like 8.05, 6.05 on the Superstation. You know, I, I can hear Dusty. Like all, What's that? Just all the Clash of Champions I've watched has been on the network. I can't remember when I was younger watching them or anything. I do. They are some... They are some good shows mm-hmm. and worth checking out on the. They are, they are, they they're definitely are. Just listen to a commercial or a promo of the dust of Clash of Champions. It reminds me of seeing Dusty Rhodes. You know, check out the Clash of Champions on the hit right here on TBS on the Superstation coming at you at six oh five live, baby. In just how that feels. <laughs> I love it. Has that has that feel to it. On this card, Lex Luger and Sting defeated Doom, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons by disqualification in a WCW World Tag Team Championship match. Damn. Uh-huh. I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, Ron, Ron. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed was a good team. They was they was really they was a re, they was a really good team together. Sting uh-huh. and Lex Luger also a great team. Yeah. In the uh, early nineties and WCW. Really yeah, they, good, really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, they they were a great tag team. Lex Luger and Sting, and of course Doom, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. They were a great tag team too, and it, and you know Butch Reed and Ron Simmons was managed by Mister uh, Holla 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 Play, Mister uh, Teddy Long. There, he was their manager. Best be known as SmackDown GM. Yep, that, that's his best. Son. Yeah, it was. It was. A lot of people don't realize too that he was a referee for quite a while there in WWE at one point. Before he stepped out, yeah, he was. Uh, he was a longtime ref, a longtime manager WCW, and then after refereeing in the WWE, he became the GM, and that's where he got his most uh, popularity, in my opinion. Was when he was G- SmackDown GM, making uh, everyone have a tag team match and again a match against the Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, with the with the tag team with the tag team champion. Holla 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 player. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to go on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> oh, wow. Sold it good and believed the power of the Undertaker with Teddy Long's voice. It was great. Great stuff. Yeah. It was it was some it was some great stuff there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Teddy Long, holla holla player, you having a tag team match. Yeah, Teddy Long was the guy that said, Yeah, we tonight we're gonna have a tag team match. We're gonna have a ten man tag team match. Twenty tag men tag team match. It's just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff, you know. We're gonna have a tag team match. And player, you in the ring. You're gonna go one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> have a day long. That's what he did. But they put uh, those badass heels and matches with the Undertaker. That's what he did. It was awesome. Yeah. Matching SmackDown was fun to watch. Yeah, it was. Teddy Long was the uh, Teddy Long was the general manager. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was so good, man. It definitely was. I loved it. <laughs> I love it. I loved it. Loved it. Now, Z-Man defeated Bobby Eaton to retain the World WCW World Television Championship on this uh, card. The Fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes, Michael C. Hayes defeated Allen Iron Eagle and Tommy Rich. Sid Vicious defeated Joey Maggs, and Terrence Taylor defeated Ricky Morton. Ranger Ross, he defeated El Cabano, and uh, you had Arn Anderson and Barry Windham defeat the Renegades, Chris Youngblood, Youngblood and Mark Youngblood. Blood, excuse me. Flying Brian Pillman defeated Buddy Lee Parker and I, I thought this was funny here Missy Hyatt defeated Paul E. Dangerously in an arm wrestling match I'd like to go back on the network and see that now <laughs> but the main event I thought was pretty neat I want to go back and definitely watch this on the W Network Ric Flair and Scott Steiner went up against went had a match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, and it ended in a draw. It ended in a draw, which I was like, damn. So I'd definitely like to go back on the network and see how the hell that happened, though. But um, pretty good right there, watching that happen on this day in wrestling history there, the uh, Clash of Champions, Dixie Dynamite. And also... What happened on this day was, <laughs> coincidentally, I mean, this is January, the Royal Rumble, the 2004 Royal Rumble from the uh, Save Martin Center in uh, Fresno, California. Basically, about 12,000 were in attendance with uh, 575,000 homes watching the pay-per-view. And that was basically uh, up from 500,000 from the 2004 event which I forgot what I forgot to put what year I think this is 2005 
if I'm con- correct, or 2003 or six. I can't remember, but they had a Sunday night heat. Remember Sunday night heat, Chris? Yes. Sunday night heat was uh raw and velocity was SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sunday night heat, they had a pre-show match was Maven who defeated Rhino. Remember Maven? He won the Tough Enough. He was the first winner from the first Tough Enough. Maven? Yeah, Maven. Um, I remember Maven eliminating the Undertaker from the Rumble a long time ago. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he was mad. I think it was the 2003 Royal Rumble, actually, or somewhere in there. Yeah. But... I was trying Maven a star. They tried to make a star out of a lot of them. A lot of people in the Tough Enough um, brand, but man, if you want to look at one of the best ones, The Miz is probably the best one ever. Yeah, yeah that 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 was that was good. Um, yeah, The Miz and Johnny John Morrison made it big coming from tough enough. I mean, look what the Miz accomplished. And of course, Johnny and John Morrison, I remember back in the day when he was known as Johnny Nitro. <laughs> yeah. With all, the, with all the respect, with all the respect to John Morrison, the Miz was a much bigger star, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad those guys are a tag team again. I believe they're going to start teaming him, all right? Yeah. Yeah, they they paired him up again. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed those guys as a tag team. I hope, I hope they was, uh, re- I hope they did really well together with their uh, show they had. What was it? The dirt, was it called The Dirt Sheet? Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed those guys. Back in the day, I really enjoyed The Miz. A lot of people didn't really enjoy The Miz at this time, but I did. I really enjoyed those guys as a pair. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they're a pair again. Yeah. And uh, John Morrison is an unbelievable athlete, unbelievable talent, and uh, always been a fan of him. Yeah, always been a fan of him. Yeah, I've I've definitely definitely been a fan of his man, John Morrison. The that's the guy. That's the guy they should have let. They should have made WWE champion. He was so over with the crowd and so over with fans and so over with everybody. He was the guy they should have just took the belt and threw it on. But they never did. That was their loss. That was their loss. That definitely was their loss. Well, guys like John Morrison and uh, even CM Punk came around at a time where Vince McMahon was in favor of Giants. And it seemed like after CM Punk left, a lot of guys like Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Rollins, Ambrose, all those guys who was in the independent wrestlers, big time, big time independent wrestlers got that 
big push. CM Punk got a big push, but he could have got a bigger push having working with Samojo and Owens and all those guys. You know what I mean? Um, and Morrison, you know, he could have been a world champion, and I was waiting for that moment, but he never did get it. And, you know, that's probably why, why he left the first time. But, yeah, CM, but CM Punk, Morrison, the two guys I could think of that didn't get, you know, the respect that they deserved in their first run. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. I agree. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. On the pay-per-view, on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Edge defeated Shawn Michaels. Undertaker defeated Heidenreich in a casket match. <laughs> John Bradshaw Layfield, JBL, defeated Kurt Angle and Big Show in a triple threat match to retain the WWE Championship. Triple H defeated Randy Orton to retain the World Heavyweight Championship, while Batista eliminated John Cena to win the Royal Rumble. However, if you remember this, Batista yeah. and John Cena both eliminated themselves at the same time. And Vince came out to the ring, and when he slid underneath the ring, <laughs> he tore both his quads at the same time. So he's sitting there near the end of the uh, end of the uh, ring, and he ordered a restart to the final two entries, and they restarted, and Batista ended up eliminating John Cena, and he won it. But I think it was he was it was supposed to end like that. So Vince, I can imagine Vince was like, you know, <laughs> he was furious backstage. He's like, ah, he came out. <laughs> Uh, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was a crazy rumble. I remember that. Um, I didn't watch wrestling at the time, but of course, you know, I went back and watched it when I started uh, watching wrestling again. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I that man tore, tore everything and was a barking order still because he always keeps working. That's He's a working man. Exactly. That's what man is. He is. Why he's a billionaire. That's and, uh, man, it, it, that, that was crazy. And it wasn't supposed to happen that way, the double elimination. No. That's just how it happened. And uh, uh, that's really cool. And, yeah, I remember that. And Edge and Shawn Michaels match, going back to that, fantastic match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Royal Rumble match was pretty good as well. Um, I went back and watched this interview a long time ago, but yeah, man, a good uh, going back on this day in history to uh, bring this up because yeah, that was a big turning point for Batista that got him to the next level at the WrestleMania against Triple H. Yep. I mean that that was a, that that's what set Batista off as a Hall of Famer. It did defeating Triple H and uh, you know making his own legacy and took the path that The Rock and John Cena 
becoming a movie star only helped him even more. And having that last match with Triple H at um, not this WrestleMania, but the last one, um, WrestleMania 34. Man, it was a great match. I thought Batista and Triple H delivered hardcore on that. And yeah, man, you know, good good time going back in history and mentioning this because it was a crazy rumble. It was it was a really good one. It was, it it was it was a great Royal Rumble. I I enjoyed it. Going back on it, I want to actually go back and watch it again, just because of the the this card was pretty good. I I liked I liked how this card was. I definitely like to like to go back and watch it again, and uh, relive it, relive it. Like I've seen it like yesterday, but there you have it for this day in wrestling history. And before we get to our, before we get to our, see what predict if our predictions were right in the uh, 2020 WWE Royal Rumble, and talk about the career of the rated R superstar Edge. Want to say that um, you can find more content and podcast over on podcasty.net and uh, we'll let the sponsors tell you more about it so uh, we will be right back right after this here on your Slam Thursday edition of the Everett Lee Show you're listening to the Everett Lee Show The following support and sponsor Podcast City Network. City Limits Taproom, sports bar in Deland, Florida. Has brew on tap, serves food, the grilled cheese is excellent. For upcoming events, check out City Limits Taproom on Facebook.com slash City Limits Taproom. Three Count Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video, photography, and other forms of media. Everything from t-shirt designs to websites. Visit Facebook.com slash 3 sign for more. All supporters and sponsors are brought to you by Podcast City Network. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. For more of the Everett Lee Show on social media, follow and like the Everett Lee Show on Facebook, the Everett Lee Show, Twitter, at the Everett underscore Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee Show. Audio versions of this podcast and previously released podcast can be found on everettleeshow.podbean.com. Stitcher Radio, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. Apple Podcast, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. YouTube, The Everett Lee Show, subscribe to the channel. The Everett Lee Show, your shot of entertainment to the head. Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets, podcastcity.net. Facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at podcastcitynet. Only on Podcast City Network. 
You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. We are back for Simon Thursday of The Everett Lee Show with Everett Lee and the Chris Rose. Chris, the 2020 Royal Rumble. Man, that right there... That was something this year. I'd have to say that was one of the best Royal Rumbles in a long time. Don't you agree? Man, it's been um, been a while since I've been invested in a Rumble. And uh, this past Sunday, it was one of the best ones I've seen in a while. And I'm so glad of the outcome as well. I just love how it was all put together. It had ups and it had downs. It was a good pay-per-view, man. Mm-hmm. Especially the Royal Rumble. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It it definitely it definitely was great because let's uh, let's take a look and run through the card here. The pre-show. I didn't expect. I didn't know what to expect for the pre-show. The pre-show opened up with Sheamus versus Chad Gable. They call him Shorty G. Who was your pick for that one? Seamus. Seamus. Yeah. I believe I, uh, I, I said that Seamus would win within six, seven minutes last week. Match went on pretty, pretty, pretty long there. I did not watch the match. You didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. You didn't watch the pre-show. I, I threw the TV on. And I was like, oh, pre-show's on. So I left it on anyway. And so I sat there and ate, ate dinner and watched the uh, pre-show. And I haven't watched a pre-show in a long time. And uh, I ended up uh, just uh, watching it. And yeah, Seamus, that was my pick too, I believe. Yeah, it was. I'm looking right here. Yep. That was my pick, and he he won. He defeated Chad Gable, Shorty G, and that's pretty much it. I mean, Shorty G was the underdog. Uh, He did give it to Sheamus there, but Sheamus, he came out on top, and pretty damn good for a return to singles competition after being in a tag team for so long. So that was, we were right on that right there, Sheamus winning that match. Andrade going up against Roberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. This was put on the pre-match. Good, pretty decent match there. Pretty decent match with these two in the ring there. And at one point, I thought there he was, Roberto was going to win the U.S. Championship. But he didn't. Andrade ended up defeating him again. <laughs> Like we talked about before, talking about NXT, small package, one, two, three. He retained his U.S. championship against Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> so, that's... Well, um, he did retain. He did retain, but he's also suspended now. Yeah. You heard on the following night on Raw there. 
I wrote him off TV. Yeah, he was suspended. He's suspended now. And they didn't drop the damn title. That's the thing. They didn't drop the title to Humberto because I don't think that he's ready for it yet. That's why they didn't drop it. I think Vince McMahon loves, like, the look of him in, in that sense, but I don't think he's ready to push Humberto Carrillo to the next level yet. Yeah. Um, they uh, should have done that with him when he first got on the scene because everybody started to click with him. But I think, you know, you know, we've seen this with people in the past. Um, the crowd connects with them right away, and then WWE waits to push them when they're not in the crowd's grasp anymore. And that's just what Humberto Carrillo has become. He's become a, you know, someone that we liked at first, but you didn't give us what we wanted, so we don't really like him all that much now. But... They should have dropped the title to him if they was going to suspend Andrade. And yeah. uh, that's just crazy. We'll see what happens, man. See what happens. Yeah, well, we'll definitely have to see what happens there. We'll have to see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, he'll be like, he'll be like Br- Brock Lesnar, you know. <laughs> he'll be like Brock Lesnar holding that title for 30 days. And too bad they don't bring back the 30-day thing clause. You don't defend title in 30 days, you get stripped of it. That may happen. They may, they may strip him of the title because the no-compete clause. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see there. But that was pretty much the pre-show there. Then uh, I uh, looked at uh, you know like the opening match of the Rumble. Started off with the False Count Anywhere match with Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. I expected them to go all over the arena there. And they certainly did, did they not? They went all over the place there in the arena at, at certain points. And at one point, Chris, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler injected themselves into the, uh, into the match themselves. And... The Usos showed up to help Roman with that. And <laughs> was that not crazy? One of the Usos flying off the scaffold like he did and falling on top of everybody? Yeah, man. That was a crazy match. And it's been a crazy feud for months. And, man, it, it, it delivered on all points. I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I did myself. I did myself. I, I I enjoyed little things about this match. Great opening match to start off the pay-per-view with. Great thing. Get the people riled up. Roman ended up sparing King Corbin right around where the dugouts were. He ended up spearing him one, two, three, and winning the uh winning the match there. And who was your pick to win this? Was it King Corbin or Roman? I believe I picked um, Baron Corbin and picked Roman Reigns to 
eliminate Baron Corbin from the Rumble, I believe. Uh huh. Baron Corbin, but Roman won. That was pretty much, if I think back on that, that was my pick there too. That uh, Roman was going to win and move on from this, and hopefully he does. They move on from this feud. Bailey. Yeah, I, I think uh, Roman Reigns is going to challenge the theme for the uh, Universal Championship. Yeah, I I think uh, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to do it in some capacity there, because we thought we thought Roman was going to win the Royal Rumble, which didn't happen. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment here with the Royal Rumble there winner of the men's and the women's Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey retained the championship. Did you think Lacey was going to get the championship? I did, man. I thought Lacey was going to, you know, win the championship from Bailey. But it didn't happen, man. But I really, I, I really did like the match. I thought it went really well. Um, yeah, man. I, I thought we was going to see a new. Uh, you know, you know something on the horizon with Lacey, and I thought Lacey should have won the championship a long time ago against Becky, but it never happened. Yeah, fans love Lacey to give Lacey something. I need to give her something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not really doing much with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't know if they were holding off for uh, Sasha Banks to turn on Bailey and have another. Uh, uh, take over Brooklyn 2 match, which I wouldn't mind seeing because a few years ago that was one of my favorite matches that year. But whatever whatever happens is going to happen there. But I was shocked that I didn't see Lacey get this title. But anyhow, we'll see where this develops, with the story right here. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. Defending the Universal Championship match, uh, championship in a strap match against Daniel Bryan. How do you feel about this match? They use the strap very well. I love how they used the uh, strap in the match, and a mm-hmm. lot of people was confused on the rules. A lot of people are, you know accustomed to touching all four corners to win the match, but it wasn't like that. It was just two people strapped to a, uh, you know, uh, strapped to a strap mm-hmm. and just had a match. And I liked it that way. I thought it was, I thought it was done really well. Yeah. And yeah, man, the fiend came out on top like he always does. It's going to be the Fiend and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's going to happen. I really enjoyed the match. I really enjoyed the match. And I do believe in the near future, Daniel Bryan will be the Universal Champion. But not right now. No. It's going to be the Fiend and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah. 
That was our pick, the fiend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember here. Fiend at yeah, that was our pick right there. We both picked The Fiend. So, basically, we both picked Seamus. We both picked Roman Reigns. We both picked Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. So, we're pretty good right there. All right. Pretty good. Then we've seen Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. This one was pretty good there. I like. Did you like the finish of this match? I thought it was pretty damn good. With Becky kicking Asuka in the, in the gut and then her spraying up the mist in the air because she was going to use it. And then Becky put her in this armor and then that was pretty much it. Did you like the finish of this match? Yes, 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 yes. This, this match was really good as well. I really enjoyed what these two uh, women did. They have us on their heels, man. Um, it's been a really good build-up. I really like Becky Lynch and Asuka. Mm-hmm. At the Royal Rumble again, because last year Asuka took the championship from her. And this year she retains. It was really good, man. I really enjoyed the match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and she finally over there was they were building a story to this. If you, do you remember that? They were building the story to this with Becky Lynch not being able to beat Oscar because of that was the one thing that haunted her, and she overcame that obstacle by defeating Oscar. And I thought they did really well with that right there. Becky was my pick to win, and Becky was your pick to win too, correct? Or was it Asuka? Man, I thought they had a, they had a great match, man. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It was it was a good match, but was Oscar or Becky Lynch your pick? I'm trying to remember here, because mine was the man Becky Lynch retaining. Becky my pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that was that was your pick. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Now we're at the women's Royal Rumble match. Okay. Your pick was Ronda yeah. Rousey. My pick was Shayna Baszler. Yeah. We were both wrong on this one, man. <laughs> yeah. We were both wrong on this one. I, I do want to say it was nice seeing a couple surprise entries like Mighty Molly, Molly Holly showing up and Kelly yeah, Ke- Kelly. Fun. Kelly. Yeah, that was fun to see. Mm-hmm. That was fun to see. Shayna Baszler showed up in number 30, which I thought was a great spot, you know, have that heel come in there. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to win this one. She went through there and started whipping everyone, throwing them over the ring like there were nothing. And then all of a sudden she was left there and alone, alone in the ring with Charlotte. And I did think I for a while there, I said to myself, 
Yes, she's going to win it. She is going to win it. And what happened? Freaking Charlotte Flair freaking won. <laughs> Come to find out, Chris, I mean, let me ask you, what, what was your reaction seeing that Charlotte Flair won the Women's Royal Rumble? Ma'am. I really enjoy it, man. But the thing is, I don't know which champion she's going to go after. Yeah, they haven't made that clear yet. She maybe go- yeah, she hasn't made that clear yet, and I really can't make a prediction on it. Because I just don't see her going after Becky again. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see that, but I mean, that, that's probably what will happen, but Ah, man, I was really hoping to see Ronda Rousey return and win the Rumble and go after Becky Lynch again. Yes. But um, I think we'll probably see Becky and Charlotte at WrestleMania. That's probably what will happen. Yeah, the obvious, the obvious happening right there. With, how am I going to put this? With... Charlotte winning the Women's Royal Rumble, that was not the original plan. Shayna Baszler is supposed to win because, however, on Reddit, someone leaked photos or stage entrances of talent that was there. Victoria and Lita were supposed to be in there, and that was spoiled by people looking into to the arena there and snapping pictures of them going over rehearsals with entrances. And therefore, that that was spoiled right there. That was spoiled because we couldn't expect this. Right. Yeah. That That got spoiled for us. That definitely did get spoiled there for us. And... So they had to change plans there. Sasha Banks, you noticed Sasha Banks was absent from the Royal Rumble this year. You noticed that? Yeah, that that was that was really surprising. Yeah, th- because some kind of injury or something, ankle in- injury. So they changed the plans on the women's Royal Rumble, just like they did the men's here. Let's talk about the men's. Brock Lesnar entered at number one, and. Uh, did he not show some damn dominance off at the beginning of this Royal Rumble? Yeah, he did. Man, I really loved um, just how they did all of it, like building up Lesnar as a badass like they have for years. Man, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um... Brock Lesnar getting eliminated by Drew McIntyre. I popped big time because, you know, I've always been a big supporter of McIntyre. I have too. I and have that too. was all great. I also loved the Keith Lee confrontation with Lesnar. That was, and that was amazing. Earlier on, I thought Kofi and Rey Mysterio had Lesnar. Uh, everybody ganging up on Lesnar, you know. MVP 
returning at the Rumble ganging up on Lesnar. Yeah, that all of it was, was really great. great. But I was really excited to see Drew McIntyre eliminate Lesnar and challenge him on Raw for the championship. That makes me an even bigger fan of WWE than I already am. It does. It does with me. Lesnar was just throwing everybody out. Kofi Kingston, Big E, Rey Mysterio coming in there, teaming up to take out Lesnar. Didn't happen. And the Lesnar's just was eliminating people, just throwing them over, throwing them over. Drew McIntyre shows up. As soon as Drew walks in there and ricocheted, thanks to ricocheted with the low blow, and then it helped Drew deliver the Claymore kick and knocked him over the freaking top rope. I watched a video of someone recording it live right there in the arena, and that pop being there live was much so much louder than what you heard on TV. I would have loved to have been there for that, man. I definitely would have loved to have been there for that. But as soon as he eliminated Lesnar, I, I was in the, the other room and I ran in, told my wife because she wanted to, she was in the middle of doing something and she said, yeah, I'll come back and watch it when he gets down to 25. So I did get her when it was down the, you know, after number 25 came to the ring and she watched the rest of it and she was ecstatic and happy as I was with who won it. But before we discussed if our pick was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew, Drew eliminates the beast and he pretty much hangs out in the ring. Then all of a sudden at number 21, who the fuck shows up? <laughs> the rated R superstar edge. He lied to everybody. Do you remember that? Chris, the reports, was like, yeah, he's been in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he signed another contract. And he's like, no, I haven't. I haven't done any of that stuff. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> it smelled bad. It's well, I, mean, I knew that Edge was lying. Edge is coming back. He hasn't done his podcast in a long time because he's been training. The dude looked awesome when he came out. And he looked in in insane shape at the age he's at. He is my third favorite WWE superstar of all time, with uh, Jericho and Sean being one and two, and Edge being third. That is my top three: Shawn Michaels, Edge, and Jericho. And um, Man, I love seeing Edge back. It, it, it felt good. It felt like he was at home, and it felt like the old Edge. It felt like he never lost a step. I really enjoyed seeing him back where he belongs. And he can leave on his own terms now, not by someone else. Yeah. And that's... Uh, 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 that made my Sunday a lot better than what it was going with my personal life and Kobe Bryant and then seeing Edge return made it a feel-good moment. Yeah, it made me feel good to see Edge come back in there. Him delivering the spear, 
they they had to shoot another angle of that because they didn't catch it when he speared uh, Dolph Ziggler <laughs> that first time, and Dolph Ziggler made a big deal about it. What the hell's Kevin Dunn doing in the production room? Hey, come on, come on. <laughs> Oh, man, that's just, uh, I don't know, but it it was great, and it was great to see him being one of the final four in the Rumble, and Drew, it was funny how Edge eliminated uh, Randy Orton, because there was speculation on a few building, building on that, which we saw play out on Monday which they're going to play it off there and build it up and have a match at Mania because that's what WrestleMania, I mean, that's what Royal Rumble does. It builds those feuds and that story for months to come up to the Mania. And, it, you know, the big climax happens there. But Drew and Roman were the last two guys. I was sweating bullets. It's like, please don't give it to... I was... I honestly... Please don't give it to Roman. Please don't fucking give it to him. No! No, 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 no. And then when uh, he got eliminated, I almost woke up the house. I'm like, yeah! I just... I was happy. How did you feel when you saw... Drew eliminate the last guy over the ropes and he was the last guy in the ring. How did you feel, Chris? How did you feel about that? Because I, I I loved it. I was so damn happy. I made my Sunday a whole lot better. I was really excited to see Drew get his um get his shot. He deserves it. Drew McIntyre is one of the best in WWE right now, and I hope he defeats Brock and retains, and not retains, wins for the first time in his career the WWE Championship. I hope it happens, and I hope it's at WrestleMania. Yes, I I do too. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, you know, yeah. It's it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be great seeing him at WrestleMania. It is going up against Brock Lesnar, and they're about the same size too. So it's gonna be even play playing field right there. And again, originally the plans were Chris. The plans were they were going to have Roman win it, but they nixed it, and they went decided to go with Drew. Good booking. Smart booking right there. Smart booking. On a scale of 1 to 5, what do you give this year's Rumble, Chris? Man, I give it a um, 4.5 out of 5. Since I didn't see the pre-show. I can't really judge all of it, but man, I really enjoyed the rumble. It's one of the best rumbles they've had in a long time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed this. Um, you know, I I enjoyed every bit of this here. Um. 
what happened. And uh, I'm looking looking forward to seeing WrestleMania this year. Now, I really am. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing WrestleMania this year and seeing where they're gonna where they're gonna go with the stories and building months where they're gonna go because I think what is it we have Elimination Chamber coming up right before Mania, right? If I'm correct, um, I believe so. I'm not entirely sure, but they usually do like a fast lane pay-per-view or a elimination chamber pay-per-view before the WrestleMania. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I just... It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be WrestleMania season this year. It definitely is. And I can't wait to see more of the stack card, what they're going to do. I definitely can't wait to see what they're going to do. But talking about talk about Edge, okay, making a comeback in the 2020 Royal Rumble. Edge rated our superstar. I don't know how much people's familiar with him. I know... Those who watch wrestling, of course, you're familiar with Edge, but those that are not familiar with uh, Edge, let me enlighten you here about the Rated R Superstar Edge. He's His real name's Adam Copeland, and he's from Canada, and he's about 47. This is off what I'm getting off of Wiki, but... Let me go ahead and mention that um, he's had a hell of a career. He's had a hell of a career, wrestling career, from when he debuted in uh, WWE in 97 until 2011 when he was forced to retire because of his neck. But let's look at his, let's look at his, uh, his career in wrestling here because when he started out I'm trying to pull this up here when he I had it right here it was much easier to look up on the phone but I don't really looking I don't really like looking at the phone because it's much easier right here on the computer to pull up stuff because it's like bam right there uh, let's see he Debuted in 1996 with WWE. What's that? You're cutting out, man. I can't hear you. Are you there? Yep, I'm still here, man. Okay. I was just listening to you. Okay. You kind of cut out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Edge, his championships. He's held the WWE Championships four times. He's held the World Heavyweight Championship seven times. A five-time Intercontinental Champion. A one-time WCW United States Champion. A 
two-time WWE Tag Team Champion with Rey Mysterio once and with Chris Jericho once, a WWF, WWE World Tag Team Champion 12 times, seven times with Christian, one time with Hulk Hogan, two times with Chris Benoit, one time with Randy Orton, and one time with Chris Jericho. He was a 2001 King of the Ring winner, a 2005 Money in the Bank winner, Bragging Rights Trophy 2010, with SmackDown team Big Show, Rey Mysterio, Jack Swagger, Alberto De Rio, Kofi Kingston, and Ty Tyler Reeks. He won the 2010 Royal Rumble. He won the Gold Rush Tournament in 2005. He's a 14-triple crown champion. Third Grand Slam champion under the current format, 13th overall. He is a WWE Hall of Famer from 2012, a two-time Slammy Awards winner with couple of year in 2008 with Vicky Guerrero and Oh Snap Meltdown of the Year 2010. Wrestling Observer Newsletter said in 2002 his match of the year was with Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit at No Mercy. Tag Team of the Year for 2000 with Christian. Worst Feud of the Year 2010 with Kane. And worst work match of the year in 2018 when he wrestled against Vladimir Kozlok and Triple H at Survivor Series. What else has this guy have accomplished? <laughs> He's also done I mean. film, too. He was in the 2000 movie Highlander Endgame. 2012 breaking the rules 2015 dumb luck and 2016 interrogance and he's been on television he's had a long stint and uh he's done 12 episodes season five of vikings okay anything else you want to add Man, you pretty much went through almost everything, but, um, man, as I was, uh, going back to the, uh, Jericho thing, when I started, you know, watching it again, mm -hmm. uh, Ed's was one of those guys who struck me. Yeah. He, uh, was a great character, great wrestler, always put on classic matches. I mean, if you want to go back, um, Edge, Mick Foley, hardcore match at WrestleMania 22. There you go. I mean, that, I mean, that was a really, really good match. And it showcased both guys, especially Mick Foley and uh, Edge, especially Edge. Because Edge, you know just came off that uh, feud with Matt Hardy. Uh, the stuff with Matt Hardy was great. Um, a real-life situation turned into television, and it turned out to be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That, that match right there sticks out to me right there. Yeah, that... Uh, that, that match right there, that's one of the matches that sticks out to my my head right there with uh, him at WrestleMania with Mick Foley, setting the table on fire and putting his ass through it. And then also there's the the uh, 2006 One Night Stand where him 
going up against uh, shit, Tommy Dreamer, I believe it was, and he uh-huh. had uh, who was it, Francine at his side there, or not Francine? It was uh, Bueller, Bueller, you know, and then of course Edge had Lita with him, and then Mick Foley turned against the fans and everything. That was a mo- that was a match right there. That was crazy if you go back and watch that match there. And it was funny how he ended up pinning. It was it was a mixed it was a mixed tag match actually. That's what it was. And he ended up pinning Bueller uh Bueller or uh, Bueller I from ECW. And the way he pinned her, it was like in a, like a sexual type thing and it people were booing him. They hated him. They hated him, man. He was just they hated him. And it was it was great when he turned heel. I remember when he came back from injury and the crowd just booed him. I'm like, why are you booing this guy? I forget what year it was. I think it was yeah, it was around two thousand five, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four. They're booing this guy. And then he lost the Intercontinental Championship and then he basically told the fans to go stick it. And then he started developing, becoming the opportunist. Because in 2005, that's when he won the Money in the Bank ladder match there. And he had that briefcase. And he held on to that briefcase until New Year's Revolution. And he basically cashed in. On John Cena right there with two spears and captured his first WWE championship. And that was thanks to winning the first ever ladder match at WrestleMania 21. And for that whole time there, he held on to that and you didn't know when he was going to cash in. And then he cashed in at the New Year's Revolution. And then the following night, he had... To me, and still to this day, Chris, is one of the highest rated segments on Raw. One of the highest ratings was the live sex with his then-girlfriend, Lita. You remember that? Yeah, Yeah, that was a crazy segment on uh, Raw. Um, Very innovative. I didn't watch wrestling at the time, but I went back and watched that segment, and it was, it was really crazy, really different, and uh, having Ric Flair interrupt it was gold. Um, yeah, man, Edge, I mean, no wonder he went into the Hall of Fame after he, uh, you know, got his career ended by an injury, but, you know, now he's back. He's back from all that, and I'm ready to see what he does in the near future. I am definitely. I'm definitely. am looking forward to see what he does. Two things I looked up this yesterday. When I when I when I'm looking back at Edge, thinking, I said to myself, I said, uh, "What are the two things that for you, Edge? He has a career-defined moment in his career. He can pull that out and let you know what it is. To me, was when he won that." money in the bank and he cashed in on John Cena I remember watching that like it was like yesterday and saying to myself Edge just won the WWE championship 
Are you freaking kidding me? This guy just won the championship. He cashed in and won the championship. It just hit me like that. And then the night before, having the uh, the, the highest-rated segment. So, basically, for two nights, Edge had one hell of a time and one hell of a couple of highlights in his career. Because if he didn't do that, we would be talking about it. And the second thing that comes to mind was... Him putting the World Heavyweight Championship on the line against the dead man, Undertaker, at WrestleMania 24. Undertaker, man, he was given it. And also, Edge was given it there, too. Because at one point, it left my mind for the fact that who's going to win this match? Because I already know who won, but not seen it in a long time, and sitting there watching it, I said to myself, Edge is going to win this. Edge is going to break the streak, which didn't happen. Didn't happen. But Yeah, that's, that's one of the um, matches I had in my notes that I really enjoyed was WrestleMania 24. Edge and The Undertaker always had good chemistry together. Yes. And their whole rivalry was... Edge and Undertaker went together at uh, TLC as well. It's just the Undertaker's retirement match. And as we all know, future tells us from that moment it wasn't to be true. But Edge and Undertaker had some great matches. Um, SummerSlam 2008, Hell in a Cell. That was really good. The uh, WrestleMania 24 match, though, stands out. Among all of them, mm-hmm. I really thought Edge would uh, take it. And, uh, man, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I that match sticked out in my head. So I went back and watched it. And then him winning the one in the bank and cashing in on John Cena at New Year's Revolution. And then the following night, having the highest, biggest uh, rated segment. That Those right there, that's what sticks out in my mind about Edge. And one other thing that sticks out in my head was the night after WrestleMania where he came to Monday Night Raw and he had to retire because of his neck injury. That right there hurt and it hit me because I still felt this guy still had a lot more years in his life to continue on and have great matches with great talent at that time. But he never did get that. Because it took him nine years to come back. And we could see a lot of great matches in the future with this man. Because look who's in the company right now. You got AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe. Uh, throw another name out here. Help me here, Chris. Who'd you like to see Edge go against? Go against? I named a couple right oh, there. Oh, and this... Uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan. I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, um, talent Edge can go against. And I'm ready to see Edge, you know, contend for a WWE championship. I think it'll happen. I think so. I think it's going to happen. It will. He signed a three-year deal with the company, and 
they're not going to have him come out and job for everyone, you know. I mean, he's going to win some matches here and here, but he's not. I mean, he's not going to be just come back just to put over young talent. They're going to at least do something with him, and I believe that he will go out at WrestleMania on his own terms and walk away and not have to force to retire because his body told him to. I believe that's going to happen. Uh, I believe that's going to happen. So we both agree, WrestleMania 24, him having his match against The Undertaker, that's the highlight of what we think of Edge to us. That's the highlight of Edge's career right there, having that match right there and WrestleMania 24. I agree. I agree with you. We both agree on that, which I think is awesome. I think it's awesome. But Edge, there's a lot match, more to come. Match. Yeah. The match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania is great, man. It's phenomenal. It was, it was very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Edge, Edge has some great moments against John Cena as well. Him and John Cena. Um, TLC match at Unforgiven 06. The um, attitude adjustment through two tables. That was a crazy match. Yeah, it was. It it definitely it definitely was. That was a crazy moment. But I'm looking forward to see what what the future brings with Edge, the rated R superstar. What kind of persona? What kind of spin? And what kind of twist he's going to do on it? Is he still going to keep it like it was? Right? Is he going to pick up from 2011 and keep rolling with what he has? Or is he going to... Do you think he's going to modify it in the next three years as he goes along? I, I think, man, he's going to continue with the rated R superstar. He's going to be that, that same guy, but he's older now, and I like how he has his look with the grayish beard. And um, I love this promo saying that he has grit. And that's not what any other WWE superstar has now is grit. And he he reminds me of a Western-style character when he says grit. And I really enjoy that. He's like a Western Canadian. You know what I mean? I love it, dude. I love the veteran. I love all that he does. And I'm ready to see what him and Randy Orton do at WrestleMania. Yeah, I I am, I am too. I'm I'm definitely definitely uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you know what what's going to happen with the Rated R Superstar. Um, but yeah, I I like this edge the look. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. I I love this look, and I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes with it in the next three years. And I am really excited that he's back. So that's pretty pretty much all I got to say and add to this. Any any more anything else you want to add to this, or it, you're done? Well, 
what I want to add to the podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, come see D. Chris Rose defeat Jay Mack and become a two-time KZW United States champion this Saturday, Williamsburg, Kentucky, National Guard Armory. Come see the man become champion once again. Yes. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you get the US champion championship again. Uh uh <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that and seeing you becoming a two time, two time, two time champion, sucker. I had to throw the Book of Chi reference in there. <laughs> did you like that? I did. I liked it, man. Booker T's a great legend as well. I'm hoping to see uh Booker T and Stevie Ray challenge the revival at WrestleMania. You would like to see that. I do. I would love to see that. Haha. <laughs> that would be neat. Revival and Harlem Heat. That would be something right there, would it not? Yeah, that would be a great match. I think uh it would Everyone be. Everyone would enjoy that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll tell you what, what people's going to enjoy next week, Chris, on the Everett Lee Show. Next Tuesday, February 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, live right here on twitch.tv slash podcasting network and on facebook.com slash the Everett Lee my guest will be the Gold Rush Solomon Stone. He will be returning on the podcast. If you caught the episode I did with him and the Modern Day Shaman, Garrett Adams, be sure to check that one out. But this time we're going to have Solomon alone. So he's going to be on the podcast next Tuesday, February 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. My guest, the Gold Rush Solomon Stone. So be sure to check that out. And the following week. You check out my guest on February 11th, Tuesday night, February 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, none other than the master of wrestling rain music, Hurricane J.J. McGuire, which will be live right here on twitch.tv slash Network and facebook.com slash The Everett Lee. We're going to be doing something a little bit different here with Mr. McGuire instead of talking about wrestling. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to have to tune in here in a couple weeks to see what we have in store for the podcast on that day and night. And as always, you can check out more podcasting network over on podcasting.net, your top source for independent podcasting. You can check out shows such as the Everett Lee Show, Everett Lee Show, Lee Show, Slam and Thursday edition with Everett Lee and the Chris Rose Super Raider Brothers, the Imaginarium with Scott and Todd, Final Score with Chris and Craig, and the Best Friend Podcast Show with Heather and Jade, and Movie Nights Podcast, and Russell Popcast with Robin Nilsson, and Deathmatch Russell Podcast with David C. Russell, and much, much more over on podcastcity.net. Follow them on Facebook, Podcasting Network. Send them a tweet over on Twitter, at Podcasting.net, and follow them for video podcast over on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. 
Podcast City Network and right here on twitch.tv slash podcast city network. Follow Podcast City Network. <laughs> Something caught my attention. Squirrel. Okay. Every least show, you can follow them over on Facebook. Yeah, you can follow them. You can follow me over on Facebook, Every Least Show. Every Least Show on Facebook. Give that thumbs up. Send me a tweet over on Twitter at the Everett Lower Score Lee. Follow me on Instagram, Everett Lee Show, and audio portion of this podcast and previous release podcasts. Please follow at the following Everett Lee Show over on YouTube. Stitcher Radio. Download that app for your smartphone and tablet. Give myself a rating and a comment. Let me know how I'm doing over there on Stitcher. iTunes, same thing. Download that app for your smartphone and tablet. Give me a rating and a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. And over on podbeam.com slash Show or everettleeshow.podbeam.com. That's the correct address right there. Download that app and keep up with the latest Everett Lee Show right there, audio podcast. And uh, I'm out of breath, and that's it for this episode of Slamming Thursday with Everett Lee and me, Chris Rose. Everyone, have a good night, and we'll see you again next week for another episode of Slammin' Thursday edition of the Everett Lee Show. Have a good night, and we'll see you again. Peace.